with Siyata Dishmaya, let's continue with our lessons and meeting with the King of Kings and strengthening and establishing that firm relationship with our Creator. So now let's talk about divine providence. And so before we progress, let's summarize the main points that we have been learning so far. So the first level to attain is remembrance of the Creator. And so you have to contemplate this literally thousands of times and first think and then articulate thoughts like who created this object and we discussed that in previous lessons in addition throughout the day at first every half an hour and then more frequently remember and then articulate there is a master of the world until this truth is fixed and integrated into your soul now after that you have to come to live with the reality that Hashem is nearby so in the previous lessons we elaborated on how this can be accomplished and the ultimate level is like we said that whenever one suffers from loneliness it's because he's lacking the company of Hashem and so if you never suffer from loneliness never that means that because you always have the company of Hashem because Hashem is everywhere and because strength and joy are in Hashem's place and you can feel that you can feel that he's nearby at all times and naturally you live with the strength and joy and this will cure all of anyone's sadness but however to reach this level of joy you're going to need to feel feel Mamish, a passionate love for Hashem. And we're going to explain that. So when you sense that Hashem is with you, and you also have a sincere inner love for Him, you can indeed live with a sense of strength and joy are in His place. And we have to be clear about this to avoid any error. If you feel Hashem's presence, but there's no love, you cannot live with joy. You need both together, a burning love for Hashem and the awareness of His presence. So, Bezat Hashem Usiyata Dishmai and Hashem's help. We're going to talk about loving Hashem and we're going to then return to this concept, okay? So, before you attain that level of love of Hashem, you have to attain the belief in the divine providence. And we mentioned the term emuna earlier with regard to the existence of the of, of the creator but emuna includes more than belief in his existence the Sepharim include that that term of faith and divine prominence because it is just as we believe that he exists so we have to believe that he's involved he's involved in the world with each thing that we learn we have to consider the entity itself and then its activities for example a car has certain activities it moves from place to place it travels at a certain speed and it holds a certain number of passengers but if there's no car then these activities naturally cannot occur so we have to first ascertain that there is a car and then we can see how to use it and what it can and cannot do so the same is true with Amun and Hashem the first step is to recognize that Hashem exists and is present everywhere everywhere including wherever you are and then after that you have to consider his actions with each thing in every situation so now let's focus on this step every Jew must know with absolute clarity the established principle that each detail in the world is guided by Hashkaha Pratits 
which is specifically divine providence. And although this is a deep matter, and the acronym explained the various opinions of the Rishonim and death, it's still a simple truth. So in other words, even a child or an adult who has not studied all the early texts and clearly grasped them in depth must know the most simple and basic fact that there is a master of the world. This is the recognition of his existence and he oversees and governs absolutely everything that happens. As the Talmud states, no one bruises or even lifts a finger down below unless a proclamation is issued from above. So hence, each thing in creation without exception is mamish 100% guided by Kadosh Baruch Hu, by Hashem. So you have to know this in your mind and then gradually bring it into your heart, the faith that every single thing is determined by Hashem. And so the question is, how can we internalize this knowledge? How do we awaken the soul so that it will live with the feeling of divine province? So now let's provide some examples, but let's stress that these are only examples, okay? So every person has to find an example that's meaningful. It's meaningful for you, and then you have to develop it further. So we already said many times that you have to devote an hour daily to contemplation, which is the point of origin for your daily avoda, so that throughout the day you can keep returning to the thoughts of that hour. And you can sit alone in that hour of quiet, lift your hand and move it around and ask yourself, who moved my hand? And you will answer, I did. And then you should ask, did Hashem determine that I will move my hand or did I determine it? So think and contemplate this well. And then after a while, you should be able to honestly say, it seems to me that I move my hand and it feels under my control. If I want, I move it. And if not, I don't. But I know the statement of Azal, whose words we have to accept like those of Hashem. And what do they tell us? That no one even lifts a finger down below unless a proclamation is issued from above. So if so, you should say to yourself, the feeling that I am in control and can decide whether or not to move my hand is an error, according to Hazal. And this mistaken notion comes from the spiritual blindness and from the egocentricity of my Yetzara. And this is not a feeling that originates in my soul, but rather in my body. And the absolute truth is that only Hashem determines whether or not I will move my hand. Not one person can even lift a finger down below unless a proclamation is issued from above. So if so, at the moment that I'm moving my hand, Hashem himself is determining that I will do so. And so you have to take this idea and you have to repeat it again and again. And you might be sitting at a bus stop. Move your hand there and repeat to yourself, am I moving this by myself? Or was there a divine proclamation to that effect? And you can add to this, for example, that you might be sitting at the bus stop and see a, a cat pass by. And you can look at it and you can think, you know, did it decide to move or did Hashem cause it to move? Does it have the ability not to move or is there no such possibility? What is the ordinary perspective? that it has both options. But then you should say to yourself, the ordinary perspective is incorrect. It is Hashem who's directing it to move, especially since it's an animal, which doesn't have free will. And so certainly each of his moves is directed by Hashem himself. So to take this further, once the bus arrives, you have to notice that the wheels of the bus is turning. You can ask yourself, who's turning these wheels now? 
And you'll answer. It seems that the driver is making the wheels turn. He pressed on the accelerator and he made the bus move. He decides now if the bus should stop or not. And this is how it seems. But that is an error. Every movement of the bus comes from a divine decree. Hashem himself is causing the wheels of the bus to move. And you have to repeat this point again and again, thousands and ten thousands of times. And this is not an exaggeration. It can take a year or two until you attain this state. But it has to be done properly, repeating the smallest and the simplest details until your heart finally feels the emuna that exists deep down in the soul. And so we have to emphasize an important point here. Don't focus at first on situations when there are problems or distractions. For example, you might come home and hear a terribly loud crash. And you look around and you see that an expensive object has fallen and shattered. So naturally, you're going to get agitated and angry. And the truth is that one who lives with real emuna will find that the stronger his emuna is in such situations, the weaker his anger and rage. And, and the person knows, you're going to know that it's not your son or the strong one that broke the object. You're going to know that it was Hashem himself. So, however, it's obviously very difficult to maintain this equanimity in highly stressful situations. You have to thus, therefore, prepare for such eventualities by striving to eternalize the awareness that Hashem alone is running the world during peaceful periods that are free of stress. And if you do not prepare in this way, then when a stressful situation arises, the inclination to fly into a rage is going to be very powerful, extremely powerful. Your ability to judge things impartially is going to disappear. Even when it returns, the inner anger may be so overpowering that it can prevent you from contemplating the simple truth that it was Hashem who caused this to happen. So therefore, at first, you should not primarily work on this emuna in difficult times. These are rare occurrences, disturbs, it disturbs your ability to sense that Hashem is causing the event due to the financial or other loss involved. And you should rather focus on the very simple the simple events and you work with them. So when you move your hand, there is no reason other than your inner ego for you to resist the fact that Hashem is the one doing it. And there's no other factors that might tend to a bias in your judgments as, as such as financial loss or stress. So therefore, you must work specifically with these simple situations for a very long time. So even when there's a financial loss and you initially get upset, when you finally calm down, you should spend time in contemplation. Stop yourself and say, an event occurred today and I lost money. Intellectually, I know that Hashem himself caused this, but what does my heart feel? That it came out via some external causation. Yet I clearly know that there's a God and therefore it must have come from him. Should I get angry at him? But he knows what he's doing and he only wants to bestow good upon me. So still, the foolishness of my heart does not allow me to feel that this came from him. So you should continue and think. I know that the truth is that this came from Hashem. I also know that I feel that it came from another person and not from Hashem. And that's why I became upset. My anger was not justified. So, however, you should not commit that the next time you will not get upset in such a situation because such commitments are illusions based on self-deception. Rather, commit to working on sensing Hashem's guidance so that the next time such an event occurs, you will not get quite upset, but you must not expect a dramatic change in the span of a week or so either. You know, so first of all, you have to recognize your level. And after you become angry, you have to realize that the anger came from a lack of faith. 
An awareness of your state and the source of your feelings is itself relative progress in Abu Das Hashem. And this is what it has to be a real. Be real with yourself. And you should continue and say, I know that this scenario may very well repeat itself. And I might even become angry again. But I will not give up. And I will instill faith again and again and again until I truly feel that Hashem is the one doing everything. And you have to take the simple, small, daily events that present no challenge to Emunah and work with them. Because when stressful times arise, you should then contemplate. If you can maintain your equilibrium in the face of such stress, then that's ideal. And if, on the other hand, you forget all about divine providence at the time, which is common, then your Abadah will be to later realize that your reaction was wrong and to sense the contradiction between your mind and emotions. So this process of considering one detail after another can take a year or two or more. There is no fixed schedule for this progress. You have to reckon with the pace of your soul and work with small and simple yet fundamental points. And so at this point, we feel obliged to mention that there is a particular problem with the way that we've been presenting these principles. If if you engage in precisely such thoughts and words, then you are essentially living alone. You contemplate the fact that Hashem is doing everything. You know that your body doesn't sense it, but your intellect does. And you try to instill within yourself the truth that everything comes from Hashem. So as mentioned, then while doing this, you say to yourself something to the effect of, I know that only, the only one who determines things is Hashem. He alone controls the world. He causes my hand to move and he guides the clouds, the sun, the moon and all the heavens. And then you take one detail at a time and you develop it thousands and ten thousands of times. And what's lacking here is that it's that it's you're not working with Hashem, but alone. So you have a Munai and Hashem, but not with Hashem. And it's far better to do this with Hashem, not alone. So, for example, we mentioned the statement of Hazal. No one bruises you or even lifts a finger down below unless it's a proclamation is issued from above. And you have you might move your finger and say, Who's moving the finger? I or Hashem? And you can speak this way, but you can also switch and speak in the second person. Who moves the finger? I or you, master of the world? And thus, you'll be speaking directly with Hashem in the second person, Nohach, not indirectly in the third person, Nistar. So your Avodah must not be with a sense of separation from Hashem. Rather, you must work on instilling Emunah together with Hashem, as opposed to merely thinking about, about Him about Hashem and this weight is superior because it reaches and it creates both emuna and a connection to the creator and you're going to instill emuna while talking to the creator so you will move your hand and say master of the world I feel as if I'm moving my own hand but I know that you determined that I would move it and it isn't really up to me and this is how it should be with every aspect of contemplation and you will see the clouds moving and say to Hashem who's moving the clouds is it the wind or you? I feel and it seems to my eyes that the wind is moving them, but in fact, I know you are the one who moves them, Hashem. And of course, there are angels involved who are agents, but we have to focus on Hashem and not the angels. So it's true that if you first contemplate by yourself and then speak to Hashem, but nonetheless, you must then speak to Hashem and work on instilling emunah together with Him, together with Hashem. And if you don't do this, it's likely that all the efforts you invested while striving to attain the awareness of Hashem's presence is going to be wasted. 
You're going to be so involved in working on divine providence that you may lose the feeling of Hashem's presence. And this is an example of difficult to acquire as gold and easy to lose as glass. You might even lose all the effort invested in the basic awareness of Hashem has for Shalom. So if this is done properly, on the other hand, then even while working on Emuna in divine providence, you will not lose what you have attained until this point. To the contrary, because you are aware of the existence of Hashem and feel His presence nearby constantly, you will develop the matter further and build upon it. And this is a basic principle of Avodah. You cannot remain stationary. You must advance. And this is the meaning of Hazal. There is no rest for the students of the wise, not in this world nor in the next. As the Pasuk says, they shall strive from strength to strength to appear before Hashem in Zion. The students of the wise are in constant motion, advancing from one level to the next. Nevertheless, they too must be careful to develop in orderly fashion. If not, they can think that they have attained a high level, but if it's at the expense of prior achievement, what's it worth? So you have, you have to therefore know that much wisdom is needed for proper advancement and great skill is required to rebuild each subsequent step on the one before it. So now let's use the three aforementioned levels as an example. At first, you have to strive to acquire a real sense of the existence of the Creator until it becomes completely internalized. You must then build on that and internalize the sense that the Creator is with you at all times. And this is the second level, built upon the first. The third level is that this Creator guides everything in the world. And here you're able to separate between the second level and the third. And you might have inner feeling, have the inner feeling that the Creator dwells in the heavens and controls the earth from there. And if so, while working on faith in divine providence, you forget that Hashem is nearby. So the proper way is to build each level on the previous one. You have to think, there is a creator. He is near me and I can speak to him at any time and say, I see that you are here and are guiding everything. You are not only in the heavens, but right here. You are here and are causing the bus to move and the clouds and the this and the that and everything. And so sense, hence the sense of the divine providence has to be rooted in the recognition of a creator who is right here. And so the concept of divine providence is broader than the sea. And there is in fact a problem with the quick manner in which we are covering it here. But we have to remember that each step discussed here requires literally, literally years of daily, constant effort. You have to set aside an hour for contemplation. As the Ramchal taught us, and then throughout the day, you must remember the idea each half an hour. And then as you progress every 25 minutes, and then every 20 minutes, and then every 15 minutes, and so on. So at first, it is necessary to attain a clear picture of the ideas. But it's essential to remember that one cannot rush. You cannot rush to the next stage. If you rush from the stage of remembering the existence of the Creator to feeling His presence, or from that stage to remembering His guidance of every detail, then you're liable to lose earlier attainments. And these are the principles of inner work. You must, you must take every aspect and work with it day after day. Even when you fail, never give up, never. But you must see to it that you are actually building something within and not merely learning facts and rushing ahead. And you must build level upon level and place each one deep within your soul. 
You have to attain a palpable sense of the existence of the Creator, of His presence, of His providence. And then you may then advance to the next stage. And we're going to explain, Bezrat Hashem, with Tziyata Dishmaya, with the help of Kadosh Baruch Hu. So may Hashem, Rimono Sherolam, help us, Bezrat Hashem, to understand this, and with Tziyata Dishmaya, to truly acquire and apply these levels, Hashem, and become truly close to you, Rimono Sherolam. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Ve'Amen.